The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has said the killing of over 100 people seeking humanitarian aid in Gaza yesterday is a situation that is going to require an effective independent investigation. The incident happened yesterday, uh, shortly after it was announced that more than 30,000 people had been killed since October the 7th. Famine conditions are imminent in Gaza and aid agencies are repeating calls for an immediate and permanent ceasefire. I'm joined now live from Jerusalem by Camille Neal, Deputy Head of Mission for Médecins Sans Frontières at Doctors Without Borders. Camille, good morning. Good morning, Beth. Now, your uh, people were not involved in the delivery of the aid convoy, which was uh, the, the subject of uh, the, uh, I suppose, scramble for food, first of all, and then the opening of fire by the IDF. Uh, but I suppose this kind of thing cannot be surprising, given the almost famine-like conditions in Gaza. Yeah, no, you're right, Pat. Um we have not been testified. Uh, we, can, we, have, we have not been here exactly, but uh, we have uh, still 30 of our colleagues and their family that are trapped in the north part of Gaza. And since the, the couple of weeks, they are reporting more and more uh, issues for, to face any basic needs in their life, that they are lacking of everything, of food, of clean water, even cash, even though they, they cannot have any money if they, they could uh, could pay anything. so And we see that uh, increasing in the communication when we manage to, to have them, even to, to have the basic medicines to treat the, the, the basic uh, con- health condition for the children, they could not manage to find anything. The uh, events as they unfolded, it seems that a, a convoy of trucks had been allowed through an Israeli checkpoint uh, this is in the early hours of the morning, and then very quickly, the the, the people who are starving and deprived of all uh, humanitarian aid were um, aware that these trucks were arriving. There was a massive scramble, and you can see this on the IDF website uh, using their drone footage taken in darkness. But you can see the scramble of of, of uh, human beings uh, at the trucks, and then of course the IDF opened fire. Now they claim that they felt uh, many of the people were uh, encroaching on their checkpoint or approaching it and they felt uh, in danger. They opened fire. But really, this is a disgraceful event. Yeah, actually, we managed to access the north only once for two months now. Uh, And it took us more than one month of negotiation every day to, to have access. And it's like this for all the aid agencies. So you have basically a siege, on complete siege on the north of Gaza. So as nothing is, or almost nothing, it's drop in the ocean that managed to reach there. Each time there is something coming in, the, the people are desperate to, to find a way for them and for their family to access anything. And we know that there are Israeli forces are almost preventing uh, the international agencies to access the north and to support the people there. So this is what led to this situation. This is this siege, this siege that led to this situation yesterday. Now clearly there are uh, conflicting accounts um, from inside Gaza. There is an account, but it, it doesn't differ uh, maybe too much from the Israeli account. The Israelis say they open fire, they admit that, and they will investigate if they say. Um, but it does appear that many of those who were killed were actually 
killed under the wheels of trucks and by maybe even the people uh, scrambling to get out of the way, it meant some went down and did not survive. Yeah, but we we have I have no specific information on the injuries and the the conditions of the people that had been injured there, but uh, we we know that uh, actually this uh, movement um, the, the crowd control is very complicated when there is not enough for everyone. Sure. So even in the south, when there is a little bit more trucks, we know that this crowd management is very complicated. So if you are preventing everyone to access and once in a while. There's only one truck for for thousands of people. Is this going to happen? And is this going to happen again if they are not uh, leaving us work there? Now, uh, your own Secretary General of uh, Médecins Sans Frontières, uh, Christopher Lockyer, uh, addressed the Security Council. And he was absolutely scathing in his criticism of the Council, and particularly the United States, in terms of how it has blocked again and again and again uh, the call for uh, a ceasefire and suggested that the council itself had become politically complicit in what Israel was doing. Um, You've lost people and family members of your people in Gaza as a result of fire from IDF. Yes, 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 we did. Uh, Several times, actually. Uh, and especially um, when we were on movement uh, that were supposed to be deconflicted, but also in our shelter, um, the, the you know the mechanism is that we are giving the location to the Israeli forces, so they acknowledge that we are here and uh, we should not never be directly targeted. And despite of this, uh, we have lost at least three of the family members of, of uh, our colleagues that are working for MSF for decades now, uh, a, young, a younger lady, a young girl that uh, has been killed uh, in the beginning of January and, uh, and two other women that have been killed last week. Uh, and each time it's what we stated at the beginning. They are, uh, they are admitting but they, and they are investigating and that's yeah. where we stand. Uh, I, I mean, what was said to the Security Council, in Gaza we have less and less each day, less space, less medicine, less food, mm. less water, less safety. We no longer speak of a humanitarian scale-up. We speak of how to survive even without the bare minimum. Today in Gaza, efforts to provide assistance are haphazard, opportunistic and entirely inadequate. Attacks on healthcare are attacks on humanity. Yeah. It's exactly. We are doing our best to be the drop in the ocean of needs, but it's not sufficient. We absolutely need this uh, complete and sustained satire to at least scale up our activity and provide the the care that uh, people from Gaza really, really need now. So what should happen? Uh, I mean, there is talk of some sort of a a pause. Uh, Joe Biden had expected that something would develop over the weekend before Monday. uh, And he said yesterday that things became more complicated because of uh, the the killing uh, by accident and design of uh, over 100 Palestinians uh, at that food convoy. Um, What needs to happen now? From our humanitarian perspective, what needs for us is uh, no restriction in access from the outside Gaza, inside Gaza, and inside Gaza to access to the north. So we need things and people to be able to come into the Gaza Strip 
and for uh, supplies, goods and people to access the northern part of Gaza. This is what we need. So we need the administrative impediments we are facing now, the security restriction we are facing now to be lifted. And that has to happen immediately. It's very hard to be optimistic that something will unfold because Hamas, for example, are saying that they are not losing the conflict. And Israel, I suppose, has not been making the kind of progress that it had hoped to. And there are all the political implications of why Netanyahu is continuing the war. We won't go into that because that is not an area that you want to get into the, the the sheer scale of this humanitarian disaster is hard to comp- contemplate because it is utterly man-made. Yeah, actually, uh, I, we don't know how it is possible for um, for the people to to, to still moving on. Like they they are moving from one place to another, seeking for food, seeking for medicines, seeking for what they assume will be a more secure places every day. Our our people, our colleagues, they are so tired, they are exhausted, and they are so even afraid to to do their job on a daily basis. It's to, just to quote something that the, our project coordinator there, that is very experienced, said that it's the first time in her career she's afraid doing the morning meeting because she's afraid some of our colleagues will not be there anymore and have been killed during the night. So this has to stop. We we cannot uh, handle it anymore. So this has to stop. Camille Neal, who's Deputy Head of Mission for Médecins Sans Frontières, uh, Doctors Without Borders, uh, thank you very much for joining us from Jerusalem. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.